this isn't related to anything we were discussing pre-recording. However, <laughs> thank God. You want to hear about the most maybe not the most, one of the most relatable songs in all of the musical theater canon? Ooh. Okay. I sure do. So, I have been listening to the 2023 revival soundtrack of Camelot mm. a lot. Number 1 cuz I just like Camelot. Camelot a lot. Um and also I saw Camelot when ah, I was yes, in New York, yes, yes, yes. and I was like, "Well, this has unlocked something in me now that I've seen it." Even though I already like the soundtrack, so I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. The soundtrack is very funny. There is a song. The premise of this song is: it's very early on in the musical. Arthur is waiting apprehensively for Guinevere to get here because they've arranged a marriage to like settle the building or the the war between England and France, and so mm-hmm. Guinevere has been, you know, essentially sold off in marriage to him, but they don't know each other. Um, so Arthur has just sung a song about how terrified he is, as you do. And mm-hmm. Guinevere is running around in the forest, runs into him not knowing that he's Arthur, and is like, my name is Guinevere, I'm a French princess, I've been sold off to marry your king, and if you help me escape, I'll, like, give you this dowry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, <laughs> you don't want to marry the king? What? And she's like, no, I only just reached the age of eligibility and wooability. Like, I would like to experience the simple joys of maidenhood. And so the song is called The Simple Joys of Maidenhood. And then she proceeds to sing this song about how all she wants is to experience the simple joys of maidenhood. And what these simple garden variety joys are involve... um knights battling for her honor and youths so overcome with wanting her that they like leap to their death and being placed on a pedestal and worshipped and I was like this is the most relatable song because where are the simple joys of maidenhood where's the courtly love like where is it like what's the <laughs> what's the <laughs> shall a feud not begin for me shall kith not kill their kin for me where are the simple joys of maidenhood that is the most relatable where are they where, where are, are they? the men leaping to their death uh for in woe for me where are they? i don't know real talk i had a whole course in college about the art of courtly love and it was the best class ever it was so much fun and it was like parallels of like where courtly love was and like how it's like transferred into like pop culture and like the end sure. was like take a piece of media and write an essay on it i mean the amount of one direction songs oh yeah. you could like it, it's real I don't fun doubt it. no so we read like a bunch of different books on it and like it was like eleanor day something octane or, i don't know not octane that sounds like fast and furious aquitaine, aquitaine that's the one look at you you're so smart um <laughs> There were just like there were a lot of really fun ones, um, and it was just so interesting to see because she was like, once you take this course, you're never not going to be able to see yeah. all of, like the influences and in culture. And I'm like, you are so right. And I still think about it. I wish I had my notes. I was so stupid. There's a have, you haven't read the Raven Cycle, have you? By Maggie Stevens. I tried, and that was the most confusing audiobook I've ever listened to. Sure, sure. I was you have so, to so not confused. pay attention to the plot. The I plot didn't really matter. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, the plot's like insane, and you're you just roll. With and I it. couldn't I couldn't tell who she was supposed to end up with, and then there was the ghost sure. boy. So there I was like, I is the ghost boy. That's true. Um, yeah. I th- those books unlocked something in me, but mm-hmm. that is my favorite. So that was she... me with the the wolves of Mercy Falls by Maggie Stiefvater. Okay, Sam the wolf. Ooh. Okay. Well, see, mm. I meanwhile was in love with Gansey, who is mm. 
the, the king, if you will. <laughs> the, the king. Um, I, that's like literally how he's referred to throughout the series. He's a king. Um, but it's because he's like searching for this dead Welsh king. Mm-hmm. So they start the series with her seeing his ghost on this like uh, on St. Mark's Eve, which means he's going to die within the year. And she. It is. Um, and then she meets him in real life after that and knows that that's the kid who's supposed to die within the year. She, meanwhile, is like. She comes from a blue is her name. She comes from a family of like psychics, but she's not psychic. But every time anybody has foretold her future, all they they know is that she's gonna kill her true love with a kiss. So she basically um. just can't kiss anybody. Um. Anyway, she starts out with one guy in this friend group, and they're like flirting. Yeah. And very quickly. Well, not very. It's a four book series. I felt pretty quickly the affection transfers, if you will, to Gansey, the love of my life. Yes, he's a high schooler. It's fine. Um, But they can't kiss because she might kill him because she she doesn't know who the love of her life is. And they also know that he's going to die within the year. Mm hmm. And there's all this magic and stuff. So they, while they're dating, they have to be really careful. And <sighs> number one, very medieval. Like, the entire series has heavy medieval overtones. Second of all, Maggie posted, she was like, this is the painting that inspired these two characters. And it is, uh, I don't know the name of it, but I have it saved to my Pinterest board because truly it did unlock something <laughs> in me. It's this painting. We can link it if I can figure out what it's called. Um, of... This, like, knight and woman, lady, maiden, I don't know what she is precisely, and they're walking past each other, like, on a spiral stone staircase, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, his face is buried in her arm, which sounds weird, but when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about, um, but it is the, like, the longing, the tension, the meeting on the turret stairs is what it's called. The meeting on the turret stairs. By Frederick Burton, painted in 1864. That is all I want in my romance novels. The, if listeners, look at this. Oh, God, he really is. This like, is let me get a sniff. The, the fe- <laughs> let me get a sniff. I want the feeling that this invokes at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. She even she wrote. I think it's in the third or fourth book. There's a scene where they're at a party, and there's a very similar like on the steps moment that evokes this vibe. I don't know if it's like this. I don't think it's this pose, but they're like it's very tension filled, and they know they can't kiss. So it's like that courtly love thing where they can't mm-hmm. really touch or express that affection in any way, but it's very mm-hmm. intense. <sighs> I know. Anyway, the way I was going to segue into the book for today was, um, where are the simple joys of maidenhood? Like being tied to a, what is it, a dam and waiting mm-hmm. for the tide to come in and kill you only to That's be rescued by your scene. beloved. I'm That's so sorry scene. if you are, if you have, spoilers for the secret lives of country gentlemen by KJ Charles. Welcome to Romance Your DVR. <laughs> we are your humble and ever faithful hosts. Oh, yes, we are. Um, That was a wild scene. But also, I feel like... I know he's not a maiden, but I do feel like that (laughs) qualifies as one of the simple joys of maidenhood that I have yet to experience personally. Mm -hmm. What would be the male version of 
I thought about that because like boyhood doesn't sound like that's not the equivalent of maidenhood. I don't think there is one. Because I guess like they didn't really want virginity. Like it wasn't really like. Yeah. Huh. We've already stumbled upon an unanswerable question. I love that for us. It's our yonic. Hmm. We've done it again. I mean, this this book is really just about the simple joys. You can't say of, of boyhood though, because no, not of boyhood, so just of marsh, marsh, of marsh life. Ah, uh, the simple joys of marsh life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just so fat. I'm like, what led to the marsh? Like, what did KJ Charles like? What led to the marsh being the marsh that it was? You know. It's just such an odd and interesting description and, like, way of life that I had just never encountered before. I feel like it has to be – I mean, I have no idea what KJ Charles' mm-hmm. writing process is like. It feels like one of those things that she was probably researching and stumbled mm-hmm. on something or, like – I know, like, I want to know. Or, like, maybe – I mean, I think she's English. Maybe she, like, has visited mm-hmm. towns like that and obviously in the modern era – it is 2023, but <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Just what a wild, good book. I do love a unique setting. And mm-hmm. I, oh, I love when the setting is kind of its own character. And it really was. And it that I, it was just so fascinating. And I was just like, I want more information on this March. March, March. I can talk. I'm okay. It's, we're fine. I also do love – say. I can Gareth and I haven't read this. Book, uh, Ju- no, Joss. Joss. I, I love Gareth it. wandering around finding bugs. I know, and people, and he's like stumbling upon like so smuggling. Like, this suspicious man is and, on to us, and he's like and the, beetles. The one guy was like, "So what are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm just wandering around. Like I can't say I'm looking at bugs because that's weird." And the guy was like, "Well, you're still weird." And then he gets home and he's like, "Yeah, this one guy he was like giving me weird vibes," and she's like, "Yeah, because it's a smuggling den." And you just were on trial. Like, you were just, like, recounting your, like, recanting your... Like, you're a fucking snitch. You cannot be (laughs) snooping around the smugglers. And he's like, no, I don't want to do with smuggling. I just want to look at my bugs. He really did just want to look at his bugs. (laughs) It was... It was just such a fun setup. Because the book starts with um, Gareth and uh, Joss having like a fling at like a bar or whatever and um they get into a fight because joss is like i have to go home for a little bit but gareth is like you he thought he was leaving forever and then he didn't like how he felt because it was sad and he's like i don't want to be emotionally attached and so then he like said mean things to joss and joss was hurt and they left and then like two days later he inherits um is he a I think he, isn't he like a baron or something? Yeah, I think it's a below baron. It. Yeah, um, so he inherits that because his father died. His father like had a he like shipped him off to live with his uncle when he was a kid. Never cared for him, but then he had a his new wife. They had a kid, then she died. Then he took up an affair with her sister, and then when the father died, he didn't leave anything to the sister or the daughter but he left everything to the son which was weird so then they had to kind of like all live together in this house kind of awkwardly because the daughter didn't know he existed he just thought that she didn't want him there like the um like i don't know what her relationship to him would be um the older one 
I have no idea. Her name is Catherine. I guess I'll just say Catherine. Um, so there was kind of like the found family. Um, I mean, they were family, but refining that relationship. Um, and then obviously, like, Joss has a huge family. And he's like the kingpin of the marsh. And uh, Gareth has no clue <laughs> that well, he is. Their ongoing affair was all anonymous. Yeah. It was London and some thing else uh wherever the marsh is look i don't know kent, you read this more kent, recently than i did. I got it kent. look at that brain of mine scientists want to study it um that's a good thing. well <laughs> yeah you win some you lose some um and so it was all anonymous and then he gets to town he stumbles upon the smuggling operation he sees a woman smuggling he's like well that's interesting and then he blabs to his half-sister and um, her, like, suitor-type guy who is basically just a big old snitch. Um, and so then that guy is like, oh, my gosh, I think I know who you're talking about. We're going to go arrest them. This is great. And then Gareth is like, I did not intend for that to happen. And then he finds himself on the stand trying to <laughs> – He's like, I have to. Like, smuggling is bad. This poor man. <laughs> He's like, so confused. Minding his business, truly. Or at least attempting to. He did. Only he attempted so badly. To him. So many things happened to him. Life He's comes like, at you fast. <laughs> like, so he's on the stand. Joss walks in. And Joss immediately is like, yeah, I don't think you're telling. Like, I think you've misremembered why don't you think about that and then gareth is like oh no he's gonna blackmail me because i could get arrested for being gay and so then he's like classic. oh yeah a yeah, classic so then he's like oh yeah i completely misremembered like that was not her i don't think that was her at least and so then she gets off oh my god she gets off but not in a fun uh, way. not in the fun way um and then it's basically well, then the, oh, the next book hers. What's the next? No, book? it's Luke. It's thirteen years later. It's the little thirteen-year-old boy. Oh, who was like getting? Yeah. So like, I because I I just requested it on Neck Alley because I was like, well, I just read the the first one again, so I might as well. Um, I was gonna wait for the audio, but I was like, if it's the same narrator as this one, I just have no. It's just not my favorite. Um, it's like kind of the same situation. He, I think he's pretending to be, i don't know it seemed like a fun premise um but i was surprised to see that it was the 13 year old in this book now 26 in that one hmm. um and so then like someone attacked like two like men attack gareth's sister and so then he thinks it was the um gosh what are their last names the doomsdays yes doomsdays look at you um the doomsdays <laughs> and then he goes and like meets joss again and then they have a conversation and they just like work it out and then there's no real conflict between them for the rest of the book which was really nice and fascinating um and it was just like all like external and then them just being cute and i mean there are conflicts yeah but they like work they, like, them out yeah, and it was never have conversations mm -hmm. and it was really nice like it was just i mean that part was peaceful and then every like like and then the last third of the well really just yeah, chapter like it's 23. oddly cozy for a book yeah where people are getting like kidnapped yeah and again it, tied up to wait for the tide so then happen. yeah so then i was so shocked 
when chapter 23 was like the most stressful thing of my entire life. It was pretty stressful. Uh, it I was, was like, like, obviously he's going to get rescued. Well, yeah, like, am I stressed? I, I was like, what's going to happen? I was like, I don't like seeing like the main characters get like abused and like punched in the face and like knocked around. I'm like, no, don't hurt him. He's so sweet and innocent. And then the, yeah, it was just a lot happened in chapter 23. And then my, I guess we're just going to get right into it. My favorite part of the entire book was when it's like chapter 24, Joss just rescued him from the, whatever it's called, and um, the dam. And his cousin was one of the kidnappers, and it was like some rival like rival gang leaders like brother who is like working with uh gareth's father for smuggling too and then when the father died they assumed gareth knew where like the money and treasure and stuff was buried oh yeah there's treasure there's like a treasure hunt yeah um what an so- external plot <laughs> right? i don't so the- remember any the- of it <laughs> the reason he was kidnapped is because they thought he could like lead them to the treasure and then um they you know he gets rescued but then they like come back and the the one that's not his cousin is like okay I, like i'll just do like i just want my money because he was like gonna be kicked out of town so he just wanted the money and so gareth is like yeah okay i'll give you the money but you can't give any to my cousin because he sucks and the guy's like actually i will kill him if you want <laughs> and in every other book they would say no don't kill him that's bad Gareth was so fucking angry. He's like, yeah, kill him. And he got shot. <laughs> and I was like, it was like technically like the the cousin like got scared and he like scrambled for the gun, tried to get it, and then he got shot that way. But Gareth was like, yeah, no, just I'm I'm okay with it. And it was great. And I was just not, it like made up for like the stress sweat that I was like losing by the gallon in chapter 23 or whatever. Because he was just like, yeah, I'm angry enough. <laughs> and you're a terrible person. And then, ha- and I was like, wow, I've never respected anyone more at this moment. I mean, I do love Joss. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're they're both great. Just the entire, really the whole Doomsday clan is so mm-hmm. funny. They're mm-hmm. so funny. I, oh, it's been a hot minute since I've read this book. So my memory is hazy. But I do remember being obsessed with the sister. Mm-hmm. I do remember being obsessed with the little kid. Doesn't his dad, like, get stabbed? They kill the dad, right? Yeah, so the 13-year-old, so he he's, like, Goldie is his nickname. His real name is Luke. And he is uh, Joss's cousin, I think. Um, his mother's uncle is terrible. He's been abusing, like, beating up the kid. So then Goldie, like, at, he, at one point... Um, like, tries to get in his father's good favor, and he tells him that, like, Joss is, like, sleeping with sure. Gareth because he, like, saw them in, like, a shack or something. Um, and so he's kind of, like, a little, like, hellion throughout the book, but he, like, un- ends up, like, saving the day. He, like, finds Gareth at the end. Um, and so it's a constant, like, worry for Joss because his mother is, like, the matriarch of the the clan, and she doesn't want anything bad said about her brother, and, like, she sees the best in him, where Joss is like, no, he's an abusive asshole. And so um, it all comes to a crux when he, like, slashes Goldie's, like, face with, like, a knife, and then he ends up getting killed um, by the two kidnappers. Like, they, they were all kind of, like, working together, and then he was 
sacrificed for some reason. He was like found neck broken, I think, in like a body of water in the marsh. I guess. I mean, good. That's the most relevant body of water. I yeah, no. Josh was like, I don't care specifically because Gareth was like the only one who would use his real name, and that was yeah. like the one thing that would like actually reach. Mm-hmm. It was. I know. Emotional. Well, and then on that, it was because when the guy was getting killed, Joss was sleeping in Gareth's room at the house. So then it was like, do we admit, like, if anyone, like, thinks that he did it? Ends up that his family, like, they all kind of, like, find out within their sphere um, that they're, like, in love. There was a really sweet moment at that time with Catherine, um, the, like, acting mother of like his like half sister um when he when joss is gonna like sleep over and she's like do you want me like to make a bed up for him and he's like yeah why don't you and then she's like but i could also not and say i did and like it's just like a really cute understanding between them and i was like oh they're so sweet it was just so nice and a little bloodthirsty which worked like an alarming amount of thunder happening. Ooh, I can't hear any of it, but I well, do love a rainy night. It's just bizarre. I see it in my eyes. Because it's, uh, oh, good. It's come down to 98 degrees. So it's always. It's thundering at 98 degrees? Yeah, it's always jarring to me. What's the it humidity was, like? Uh, it's been humid for days to the point where every time I walked outside wearing glasses or sunglasses, they would immediately fog up, and it's just been like that. That's, um, that's wild because we have had the opposite situation where. The air level qualities are so bad here because there's no humidity. And so the – oh, that was lightning. <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> I sure did. All right. It was just really loud thunder. Everything is fine. <laughs> and so the ozone is like being depleted because there's no humidity and then we can't go outside. Oh. Um, well, so I managed to be in New York City on the week mm, of the – Yeah, you uh, were. The smoke. The crazy air fun. quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was truly sepia toned outside for a couple of days there. Um, what in the Dust Bowl? And I was like, what in the Dust Bowl indeed? Pardonzo beans? And so I was like, why is this like on the one week that I'm here? Yeah. And my parents were like, not thrilled that I was there. But I was like, it's fine, guys. I'll wear a mask when I'm outside. Yeah. It, don't worry about it. Um, There was definitely a day because initially I didn't know to wear a mask. Yeah. Because I like did not realize it was happening. And I also – my nose is still like not fully back. I had COVID a long time ago Mm -hmm. and like it affected my sense of smell. That's crazy. So everybody else could smell the smoke and I could not. Oh, and you couldn't? So I didn't realize it was happening. Because especially like I was staying in Brooklyn and Brooklyn was not – at least at first it was not as – Mm-hmm. sepia toned as manhattan so i went into manhattan and was like wow it's like really gray and reddish and gross yeah. and then other people started being like guys wear your masks it's yeah it's really bad and i was like oh okay i guess but even wearing the mask i got back to the hotel at the end of the day and was like <laughs> like yeah hacking it was bad anyway and then i came back to um a week of like 100 101 degree oh, highs Ew. and now a thunderstorm and it's still 98 degrees. So disgusting. Do it you get bad. tornadoes in Texas? Not in my part. Okay. I was like, that doesn't scream like a great situation. <laughs> I'm like, if you have that level of humidity and like. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out completely. I, I, yeah. We've never even had a tornado warning where I am though. Mm. Damn. Well, good. That's um, a good damn. Damn. Damn indeed. As opposed to being tied to a dam, which is less That's a bad ideal. damn. Um. I would much rather be living in the marsh right now. It's true. Yes. Although, Actually, the mosquitoes. Fair, I almost I – oh, that's true. Mosquitoes love mm-hmm. me. 
<laughs> they really do. <laughs> Mosquitoes <laughs> love me. I know, same. It's bad. They, 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 mm, they want to eat me up. They. I never trust a narcissist. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> they do love me. Um, so maybe if I just walked around in one of those like net. I'd have to. Suits. If I was in the marsh. That's true. The humidity, mm-hmm. I imagine, would be pretty bad, too. Yeah, not great. And they have, like, a – well, this is unrelated, but they have, like, their own, like, dialect and, like, set of, like, language in the marsh. It's, like, a – it's just a crazy setting. I love um, it. I know. And, like, the second one, definitely – it's – it in the blurb, it was, like, a Regency Gothic or something. Oh. And I was, like, oh, yeah, Okay. Because I was like, I could see where it's like getting into that vibe with this one, like yeah. a little bit at the end there. Um, but I'm real, I'm ready it does, for it. Does have a setting too. that works for a gothic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also that Erica Ridley one. We talked about it a long time ago. It was like too sinful to deny, and like too mm-hmm. some. There's like I read the first one, which was really good, and then I got like halfway through the second one. Um, and then I think my loan ended, so I have to. It was just a really long book, and so I have to go back and read it. But she could, like, see ghosts in that one because the first one, it kind of, like, scooted around the paranormal, and it was like, is he a murderer? Like, is she, like, sensing all this? And then mm, – I love – It was really good. Paranormal. It was really fun. It was kind of, like, after midnight yeah, by Teresa. Media- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I that's, that's actually the conversation that we brought it up last time. Yeah, because I um, wanted to read it during Halloween, and I just didn't get mm-hmm. to the Erica Ridley. Um, mm-hmm. And God, so whenever there can be the the gothic vibes, I'm excited. I'm excited for Gaywick too. Chell's just had a TikTok about mm-hmm. about it. I'm like, ooh, I bookmarked that for later. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. I just read Mortal Follies by Alexis ooh, Hall, I- which isn't – it's not gothic, but it's yeah. dark. I've heard it's dark. So I have – I had the audiobook and I, I, have, tr- audiobook. I have tried to start it three separate times my brain cannot process because i'll be like trying to work or like doing other things so i have to like stop restart because like i don't want to miss anything yeah it's when you because the the narrator she's the one who narrated a caribbean heiress in paris Mm -hmm. and an island princess starts a scandal good Mm -hmm. she's amazing and so like i've loved what i've heard i just can't get past an hour and a half because my brain starts to like spark and you do have to pay attention it's also so it's narrated by pop Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like third person commentary, yeah. like it's somebody telling you the story, not just like an anonymous third person mm-hmm. narrator. And so there's a lot of like commentary and dry mm-hmm. wit from the narrator on that. So you have to keep track of the story, but exactly. Yeah, the person who's telling you the story. Mm-hmm. So it's not one you can just like throw mm-hmm. on necessarily. But oh my god, it was so it was so it was written for me, really is what it was. Like I could see how somebody would like not yeah. enjoy it. It's like the Wisteria Society in there. Well, like, that's, vibes that's are not what I thought all, when I started live, it. Yeah, they live in the same category of my brain. Mm-hmm. Even though they're very different stylistically. Mm-hmm. But but it similarly is like if you don't like this, I understand. However, but it also, was written yeah. for me. So it yeah. doesn't matter if you didn't like it. Because yeah. the target audience was satisfied and the target audience was just me. <laughs> That's me. I just read An Earl to Remember by Stacey Reed. And it's it was that was written for me. Like historical Stacy Reed, overboard, amnesia. Like you couldn't have written a book 
more suited to me. Um, and literally, because I had read like seven contemporaries in a row. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but it just happened. And I was like, oh, I need like a historical. And I picked it up and I started. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is why I love the genre. It was so good. That man was such an asshole, but he was so lovable. <laughs> I oh my god this is not even a little bit related except for that nice. comment um when I saw Shucked on Broadway oh yeah Broadway um there's a character in that show it's it's a comedy it's very silly mm-hmm. it's about a town with a lot of corn there's a character in that show who is a con man from Tampa and so he comes to con like somebody mm-hmm. from the town comes to find somebody to help save the corn and he like for reasons of his save own the involving the mob ends up mm-hmm. like conning his way into coming back with her and pretending to be in love with her and to be a corn doctor as you do um and he's just like he's like a slimy but lovable type Mm -hmm. of con and he like falls in love with the cousin and it's very cute and so i went to the stage door afterward and some of the actors Mm -hmm. came out and were signing and he came out and he's just like very tall handsome man with a great voice and he played this super fun character and i was like don't tell anybody but you're my favorite character and he was like oh like nobody ever says that i'm gonna tell everyone like nobody ever says i'm a favorite character and i they make multiple references to like how much of a douchebag he is or like such an asshole or whatever and i'm really bad at talking to people Uh and so i didn't know what to say after he said that and I was like well I love an asshole and like (laughs) he was like he didn't like make he was like oh yeah you know like sign moved on went to talk to somebody else but I was like what a weird thing to say Caroline (laughs) who but you ever just look a man in the eye and say I love an asshole (laughs) I can't say I have but (laughs) now the next man I see that's that's gonna come out it's all I'm gonna be able to say I hope so it just that I heard. That thunder was deep. It is rumbly. Oh, the horse is out. Uh-oh. I don't want to put her up in this. Mm, maybe she can just stay out. <laughs> Best of luck, Lucy. Oh, she's fine. She, during <laughs> snow, she would literally, there was like feet of snow on the ground. Yeah. Like, we're not at your level, but there was some bad snow last winter in the winter before. Mm-hmm. And so in the barn, we've got like heat lamps, like things set up so that she can mm-hmm. go in the barn if she like and the, Lucy's the door a winter just gale. stays open. She was just standing in the middle of the paddock in the snow. <laughs> She's a meme. In feet of snow. She doesn't like wear blankets or anything or like she'll rub them off. So she yeah. wasn't. We just like turned the heat lamps and everything on so she could go into a warm place. She didn't care. She stood in the middle of the snow. We were like, what? She's like reverse Olaf. She also, it's 101 degrees. So every day she comes in from grazing and she's like sweaty as if she Mm -hmm. had just been ridden. And it's not. It's just a bazillion degrees outside. But that sure doesn't stop her from being like, let me out right now to eat the food. She's a character. I once looked outside during a thunderstorm and she had been out grazing and she was just kind of standing under a very small tree taking a nap. She'd thrive in the marsh. She would thrive in the marsh. <laughs> She's just standing in the middle of the marsh. <laughs> how did I get here? Lucy knows how to roll with just about anything. Yeah. Um, Love that for her. So yeah, if anybody can handle the marsh, us on the other hand, we say we like asshole. <laughs> we do. <laughs> oh my god! I love how my this entire is, screen flashes. This is vicious, and it's the. Like when it when it's gonna rain here, like like a thunderstorm is coming, it gets like a sapia tone, and so like it also there it could be like green. <laughs> Are or you it hearing could... the repeated rolling thunder? It's crazy. 
I can like I hear I hear a little bit. Okay, well, it was just yeah, it it was. But I could see there was like a there was a time when your camera lighting is shifted and it was like very green because (laughs) I feel like that's like the weather coming in and I was like, oh, that's relatable. (laughs) A little bit of Shrek. A little Shrek. A little Shrek. Back to another green thing, the marsh. (laughs) Marshes here are green. I don't know if they're. They're like LG infested over there, but we're going to go with it. You said LG and I thought you were starting LGBTQ and I was <laughs> oh like, God. well, they, I guess so. <laughs> like the marsh is also gay. It could be. Who are we to assume? <laughs> no, the, marsh the LG. Is pansexual, if anything. The marsh is loving of all, except if you fuck with it, the marsh fucks right back with you. It sure does. And not enough. It's like the ocean. There's a reason Ariel got out. Yeah. Maybe it's not better down where it's wetter. So that's our hot take. Yeah. Um. I I Bed Bath and Beyond done with the ocean. I'm, so, I'm done. I'm not. That is relatable. You know I'm what trying... I'm not bad about I, I was, done with, though? I was trying to figure out a segue. The, the Marsh. I don't know. We keep getting <laughs> off track. Um, I'm like the looking marsh. at. I have I'm no like, notes. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Um, So we've talked before about how the narrator is like not our favorite. True. There was a scene and he says, fuck me like you're pirate. I swear I heard parrot. I I had fuck me like your parrot, and I was like, what? But like the narrator, he was a choice. It was a weird, See, weirdly I narrated book. Liked the way he performed the people. I like. Mm-hmm. I liked his performance. I liked Gareth. I just didn't like his. Like there was the the. Like, He's very, very choppy. Yeah. yeah. Like cho- I was like, why? I think it worked. I think part of that worked for like some delivery. But he did the entire thing in that delivery, so it, like... Well, and when I started, I thought maybe it was just, like, a POV thing. Like, yeah, but it wasn't. It was the entire book thing. it wasn't, the, it was the narrator. Yeah. I mean, I got... Oh, I, it was one of those things that, like, eventually I was able to kind of... Yeah, like, I out. have liked the book both times. Like, there, it didn't impact yeah. that. But I did request the second one on NetGalley, I'm like, you know, if I just read it now, I won't be tempted by the audiobook, at least at the beginning. And that may save me some struggle. Um... Fuck me like your parrot. That one. I should get that one tattooed on me. Because both times I recall. Because, like, it did it to me again this time. I just was not prepared. Um, they had bread and cheese twice. Love that. So I was thriving on that. And they, like, made specific reference to it. So I'm like, oh, yeah. KJ, you know. You know. You get us. Just having my little secret lives of eating bread and cheese. Mm. I love bread and cheese. And you had bread and cheese recently to get over a shitty day. You know, it really just solves everything. It did. It it did. Um, There's also, I read a rule book for Restless Rogues. Mm -hmm. How was that one? In July. It was really great. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Very sweet. But he, one of the characters, Noah, is like basically the same as me in that he's an Italian study abroad kid. Ah. he studied in Milan, I want to say, which is not where I studied. But regardless, he now just, like, uses little Italian words and turns of phrase. Mm. And it's, like, generally 
fucking annoying about it in an endearing way where you're like we get it you studied in italy relatable of him um but apparently he brought back with him the art of snacking and so there's a scene where he brings up like fancy meats and cheeses and Mm -hmm. like a good italian spread and then also Mm -hmm. english tea Hmm. and that's like a very and they they have bread and cheese and tea and that's his version of hell yeah like tea time is and he's like, wow, he really learned how to snack in Italy. And I was like, you know what? You're right. They do know how to snack. I can confirm. Yeah. Mm. 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 I love bread and cheese. We just had brie, which is cheese, and bread recently, and it was so good. Brie, which is cheese. <laughs> well, it's like a different bread and cheese experience. This one's like a... It's a soft cheese. It's a soft cheese, Yeah. Mm. Which is its own experience. It's true. Mm-hmm. Really is. So I took note of both times they said bread and cheese because I was like, oh, I felt that on a spiritual level. Uh, what I also felt was the, I think, like, I don't know what his sister's name is. I really, I don't know. But there's a line where Gareth is like, no, it was Catherine talking about her. She's like, she has very strong views, but they tend to change a lot. And I'm like, that's me. Me. <laughs> She because it was like the guy who was like courting her they were like yeah he has very strong views and then the Catherine was like yeah she also has very strong views but they just change a lot and like it doesn't work out for them that's so relatable of her Mm. i was like ah i see myself i see that i'm like yeah like i'll like fight to the death for one thing and then like immediately be like oh wait well, my problem is I start I in on something with I get yeah, really, and then you, really strong, and then I realize I mean, I'm wrong, but I've already yeah. committed. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, after we record our last one. That was me with Sherbert and, like, Sherbet. I never – why is it – I just never – I didn't know there was no R in the, the second R. And it's still a hill I'll die on, even though I'm wrong. So that was fun. Because, like, halfway through the argument I was having with my friend, I Googled it. So, like, I had the knowledge that I was wrong, but I was like, I can't back down. The worst is when they're like, look it up, and you know you're wrong. Yeah. So you're like, no. No. <laughs> I can't. Google's broken. I've had, like, I've looked things up and proven it and still have people be like, no. And I'm like, I I am holding the evidence. <laughs> that would be me with Sherbert. Sherbert. I just, I can't. I, I don't even like it. Like, I think I've, like, restricted myself from even, like, thinking about it. Because, like, I don't want to have to say it. I don't want to have to deal with it. I sure don't want to eat it, so it's my enemy. It's my kryptonite. It's, uh, it's a weird kryptonite. Yeah. But it could be green, so it fits. Just like the marsh and trek. Look at us. We're really bad at getting from the off-topic tangents back onto the topic. These bad or impressive? These segues leave much to be desired. <laughs> Unlike this book. Yeah. It, lo- it didn't leave anything to be desired. It was just great. I mean, I love interpersonal conflict. I do. Mm-hmm. I eat it up. However, sometimes... Sometimes it's nice to just be like, there's a smuggling clan. Mm-hmm. They're going to kidnap you and cause problems. And you guys are just going to have to deal with that and also fall in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it was, and it was just so well written. It was mm-hmm. funny. Really like it was just like a good listen. Charles's writing, everything mm-hmm. I've read of hers is. Mhm. Quite good. 
yeah. So it just it did the job. I don't have much else to say. I don't either. I just really love the Marsh. We've said that a lot mm-hmm. already. I just... The Marsh is the main character. The Marsh is the main character. The Marsh is that girl. The Marsh is that girl. Fact. Um, Facts. I... <laughs> I have a note. Call me a Marshman and tell me you love me. Because <laughs> he called him a Marshman at one point. Call me a Marshman and tell me I'm pretty. I guess it's better than Martian. <laughs> Call me a Martian. Yeah. You know. We've already got the ocean. We don't need to go to space. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I don't need either of those things. Mm-mm. But yeah, it was just a really fun story like there was like the external stuff going on there was them just like being cute and falling in love also um the way that i need for my health someone to break down sobbing and the other one just like open their arms and the Mm -hmm. other one just like runs in and that happened like at the end i was like oh my god i just Mm -hmm. i got like semi kind of happened in the well she wasn't sobbing but in the states you read one just like whenever a character opens their arms and the other one just like jumps in it's just so so sweet that also ties back to Cressley Cole. I was going to say, isn't that a Valkyrie thing? That's the Valkyrie thing. No. And no guess what Rydstrom does? Dark he opens his arms. <laughs> guess what Sabine does? Hops right in. So that imprinted on me fundamentally. I've actually been finding the urge to reread. So who knows? You'll, you'll see on my tracker. Together. I can't. I just that one. I just need that one. Just a little hit. You always say that. I know. Because they're just so good. <clears throat> and I bought all the audiobooks during the Audible sale. I'm stacked. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> like I just need water. <laughs> that was. Didn't mean to make that sound growly. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've got all these fucking paranormal romance audiobooks. <laughs> I just and then Audible had a two for one sale today, and they had the Lenora Bell. That's my favorite. So then I had to get that, and then there was Lorraine Heath, the one where the guy is like, "Why don't you knock out my wife?" And it was a whole thing. So I got that one on audio. I just I've been having really good luck with audio sales, and now I'm just like, wow, I just want to listen to those, but I have other commitments. I mean, I saw like one quote from Devil in Winter, and almost dropped everything to Mm -hmm. reread it. So. Mm -hmm. I did see that, and then you shared it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if – I mean, I have a bazillion books that I have to read as quickly as possible because there's a post that I'm trying to make, but I have these books yeah. that I want to read for the post, and I'm like, I mm-hmm. better do that quickly. But what if? But what if instead <laughs> I dropped mm-hmm. everything to reread Devil in Winter? You could. It'd be quick. I shouldn't. But you could. I and could, that's, in that's theory. The I probably won't. I have slightly more self control than you. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that strong. Cause like immediately, like if I would be like approaching like a slump or like if I would read something bad, I need to like self medicate with a reread. Like I reread the Seven Year Slip, and good God, I didn't. I forgot he had like a Southern accent, and normally I didn't think it worked for me. But that narrator, she knew what she was doing, and he's still hot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and then the state there he's a cook or he's a chef, and then the states read when she's a chef. I just love chef books too. <sighs> Girls gotta eat. 
Except that you would just eat bread and cheese. I would. So. That is so true. Girls got to eat bread and cheese. (laughs) So do guys. Now that's a sticker. Girls got to eat bread and cheese. Um, well, so do Gareth and Joss. Yeah. Well, we've engaged in a bit of light bread and cheesing. They've engaged in a bit of light baronetting. It's a quote. It oh. was a good it was funny from the it was like um actually I cannot tell you the context. But Gareth <laughs> says that he was engaging in a bit of light baronetting and okay. I was like, ha. I thought you just made that up and I was like, no. okay, side eye. No, I'm actually not shakespeare reincarnate but that's that's so great that you thought so (laughs) like thank you well what can i say i'm flattered yeah we're as a compliment (laughs) everything's a compliment if you squint hard enough Or if you make that noise. Mm. I'm just not really so sure about that. No. Mm. Mm-hmm. The fact that it got dark and rainy at 6 p.m. really has taken me. Harshed your, harshed your vibe. It harshed my vibe to the max, bro. And this is the longest day of the year. That's really unfortunate for you. Today's the longest day of the year? Yeah. June 21st. It got dark here at 6 p.m. That's so unfortunate. I mean, it's actually great. I despise the summer. Um, oh, yeah, you would. Because of the 100 degrees <laughs> and the heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love my Birkenstocks, so I just – I can't hate the summer. I love the ease of just, like, putting on a shoe and not having to, like, have a boot and snow. Mm. See, I love a boot. I despise open-toed shoes. So, uh, not nah, my Birkenstocks are my best friends. They're so good. Well, we've done it. We sure have. Mm-hmm. It's just very windy. Ugh. I can, like, hear it. Oh, the rain has hit. It wasn't mm. raining here before. It was just Oh, and now thundering. it is. Oh, my mom has all these fl- – my mom – my parents are in Tokyo, as you do, mm-hmm. and my mom has left me in charge of all of her various potted plants, and they're, like, set all around the porch, and the porch is exposed, and things tend to blow off the porch. But I don't know what she wants me to do. Like, I'm, I can't bring the plants inside. Uh, You know, whatever happens, it is what it is. Yeah, that's un- – that – I don't envy you because you'll get real wet out there. True. Nothing but facts. There's an old episode of Drake and Josh. They're having a party. It's like raining crazily outside. Drake is like, it's not raining that hard because they had to like get somewhere or something. Walks outside. A few seconds later, walks back inside. I got wet. I think about it all the time. (laughs) It was a great episode. Okay. (laughs) I got wet. Uh, sure. Marshes are wet. There's the uh, the correlation. Yeah, that's the tie. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, guys. We're so good at staying on topic. Can't yeah. you tell? <laughs> Isn't it abundantly clear? Abundantly. It's very fertile. 
It's rife with the clearness. The clarity. <sighs> mind you. Ertle. There's no tie back to the secret lives of country gentlemen. Mm-mm. Well, this was mortifyingly chaotic. You know. Of us. I don't know what we were expecting. I don't either. I really don't either. I'm so sorry to anybody who's like, oh, they're going to talk about the secret lives of country gentlemen. Love that. Well, we, we, we started off pretty strong. We didn't really say much interesting about it, though. It was kind of just that us is, being like, here's the thing that I enjoyed about this book. Um, that's I mean, it. That is very true. Like, We're there was no great debate. to say debate. it was a great book. Mm-hmm. There was no great debate. It was just great. No. The Great War was not to be found. It was just the Great Marsh. It was a great marsh. Mm-hmm. It was the best of marshes. It was also the best of marshes. It was also the best of marshes. It was the worst of dead dads. <laughs> he was a garbage dead dad. He was. He was bad. That's it. it That's was, all I've got. He just yeah. Was like it's the dad. best of smuggling. It's the worst of smuggling. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. But the Marsh is the main character. Fact. Main character energy goes to the Marsh. <laughs> Make the little okay. award. Humid girl summer. It really is humid girl summer here. I don't need to go to the Marsh. I've already got humidity <laughs> and mosquitoes. <laughs> Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. The amount of flies, they're everywhere. Oh, they're they are prominent. And little gnats. Ugh. And then they bite. I'm like, when did gnats start biting? When did evolution allow that? They're so small. They gotta do something. I know. But if you get coconut vanilla bath and body spray, gnats hate it. And it'll give you a small reprieve. Well, it turns out, oh, gnats and I have something in common. <laughs> Sad. I don't want to smell anything that smells like food. Oh, we have had this conversation before. Like, no sugary... The only mm. kind of scents I want are, like, natural... Mm. Floral or other natural scents. Mm-hmm. I love a good um, gourmand, like, sweet moment. I'm currently... I posted about it. I, like, got Glossier U. Because I've heard really good things about it. And I'm like, it's for me. Oh, my God. It smells disgusting. I think it's just, like, my body chemistry reacting with it. Because, like, it smelled fine. Like, when I just, like, sniffed the bottle, I was like, ooh, that smells really good. I sprayed it on me. And it smells like a grandma's feet. It's bad. I'm like, what in my body made this thing smell like feet? Because, like, the the main scent is, like, pink pepper. I never smelled it before. I was like, I don't know. It's pink. I like pink. I don't know. Um, and it just, it smells like spicy pencil shavings. My mom, I got the, uh, the book perfume. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. A long time. It was a winter because I, I like different smells for different seasons. Mm-hmm. And so that one's like very, it's like androgynous, kind of cedar, mm-hmm. smoky. Like it's one of those kind of scents. And I like it. It, it doesn't really smell like a perfume. It's like a. You know, like a book, gender yeah. neutral cologne, like mm-hmm. it's kind of that darker, like smokier, incensey type smell, which I like, at least for mm-hmm. winter. I wouldn't wear it now. 
Um, but I came down the other day, and this was a long time ago that I bought this perfume. Um, and my mom had like a little sample bottle, and I thought it was maybe mine because I had originally gotten a little tester set mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. sample bottles, but she had a little sample of it's not the same strength it's like the really bold expressive one so it smells more strongly than mine but she had it and she was like hey do you want this it reminded me of something that you would wear and i was like well that's because it, it, it like that's it's just strong that yeah. i wear and she was like oh yeah i really didn't like it and i was like the perfume that i wear like it is <sighs> It's the perfume I wear. And she was like, yeah, it smells musty. And I was like, at no point have you told me this. Like, huh? It smells musty. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it's gross. I I was like, mom. I've been wearing this. I mean, not now. It's summer. But, like, I wore it through the winter. Like, Why didn't you say something when I first tried the perfume? Like, roasted. <laughs> Smell musty. I was musty. like, okay, well, you wear musty smelling perfumes all the damn time, so whatever. <sighs> Glossier U is musty. I'm really sorry. Thank you. That you have to smell like that when we could smell like the marsh, if only we knew. Mm-hmm. Actually, it probably smells disgusting. I was going to say, I don't think a moist marshy scent is what i'm going for you don't want to smell marshy no but i do think the marsh would smell better than glossy au my, that's my bold take of the night and i was so excited i was just like the curiosity got me it really got me i was like what does it smell like i was like does it smell like me no unless i smell really bad let's let's hope not <laughs> pour one out for me oh god Okay, well, yeah, I I need to go feed some animals and hopefully not get struck by lightning in the process. I wish you all the luck if you happen to, like, notice a guy out near some body of water who's, like, trying to catch this, like, lightning in the sand and then the glass and then Sweet Home Alabama starts playing and then Reese Witherspoon is there and then the guy who was opposite her – Say hi for me. Yeah, so I doubt any of that sequence of events is going to be occurring to me. Have you seen Sweet Home Alabama? No. Oh, so that's why this is just so confusing. Okay. Well, that's great. We I need thought to do- this was Percy Jackson related, and I was like, I don't oh. remember this part. I don't the, remember Reese Witherspoon. You know, the beginning of Sweet Home Alabama is that when they were young, she like they like kiss, like they're like little tiny small children, and they kiss, and then she gets struck by lightning because it was a lightning storm, and then like the lightning like strikes the sand, and then it like turns into glass, and then she like moves to New York and gets a famous like politician's son fiance, and then she moves back to Alabama because she was technically married to this guy, so she's got to get divorced because he won't sign the papers, and she goes back to Alabama. And um, she, like, goes to this, like, glass company. And she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love these glasses. They're so expensive and nice. Turns out it's the Jake. I think his name is Jake. Jake. From her childhood, who's technically her husband, who just blows glass that gets struck by lightning. Like, the sand and that's a whole thing. And then, you know. Okay. Well, none none of that is going to happen to me. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Or maybe fortunate. I don't 
know your views on uh, glassware. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any strong views on glassware. I do have strong opinions that change, but glassware isn't one of those topics <laughs> so far. <sighs> uh, not yet, anyway. Not yet. I guess if that happened to me, I would develop views one way or the other. I have strong views of this nasty-ass perfume. I just can't <laughs> stop smelling it because I'm like, what if it gets better and it just never does? Okay, I hope you all Ooh. smell better than I do. <laughs> I hope you don't get struck by lightning. And I hope there's a marsh near you with a really hot smuggler in it. And that he just wants to see you naked all the time. Honestly, it's... Those are the simple joys of maidenhood that I'm looking Those for. are the, the simple joys of living in a marsh, of marshhood. The simple joys of marshhood. Uh, where are the simple joys of marshhood? That's what we talked about today. Uh, okay, we're done. We're wrapping it up. We're actually done now. Goodbye. The end. <laughs>